Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dead Jester Productions podcast. I'm your host, Josh, or Jay Moskers. No Kyle this week. You had something come up. Uh, special guest this week, welcoming you back, Deshaun. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to have you back. It's been quite a while. I don't remember when the last time was we had you on. Yeah, it's been exactly, like a few months. Yeah, it's been, it's been a little while. Happy to have you back. I know we tried to get you on recently, but it didn't quite work out. But happy to get you back on this uh, this episode. I'm trying to pull up what episode we had you on. Um, but yeah, what's new? What's been going on with you in between last episode you were on and this one? Um, so I'm sure you guys have been dealing with the same things, but just like the huge influx of games that's come out recently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've just been bouncing back and forth between like four different games. What have you, uh, what have you been playing? <laughs> um, so a lot of the new Destiny DLC, I've been playing a lot of that. Um, how is How is that? I have not played it at all. I haven't oh. played Destiny 2 since they introduced like Europa. Oh yeah, as a planet. it's been amazing. This or is, a moon. It's honestly the best like Destiny's been, honestly, since like the last year of Destiny 1. I, oh, okay. I'd say this is like a new peak they've reached where it's like the best it's ever been story-wise. Like, even the new campaign, I'd say it rivals like Bungie's best Halo campaigns. It's been that good. Interesting. My, my issue with... I played Destiny One right when it launched. I was I was on that hype train. It came out, and then you know we finished the main story, and it's like, oh, there's like nothing happening here. <laughs> like there just wasn't much content. Yeah. And then it, it got they released the raid. Uh, Vault of Glass, I think, was the first raid. Yeah. In Destiny One, and it was just nothing but grinding to be able to do it. And I was like, this isn't fun. So I didn't play it at all until Taken King came out, and then I that like changed how you leveled and everything. Yeah. And I played it a lot then. Destiny Two is the same issue. I played it. Uh, not immediately after it came out, but not terribly long afterwards. And it was sort of the same thing. I was like, all right, there's stuff to do, but I'm just kind of bored with it. I literally did not pick it back up until... I, I forget what the DLC was called that introduced Europa. Uh, I don't Beyond remember. Light. Beyond Light, yes. I think. Yeah, you're right. Because there's... What was the... I forget what there was... An, what was the one... Maybe it is Beyond Light. The, I know the whole theme was like the keep, like the red keep or something. Oh, that was Shadow Keep. Shadow Keep. Okay, yeah, it was, it was right at it was right after that came out, but before Beyond Light came out, mm-hmm. and uh, I got into it, and I was like, oh, okay, this is there's there's you know a number of DLC out at that point. I was like, oh, okay, cool, I can I have plenty of stuff to do. Beyond Light came out, and then they removed all of the previous content in the game. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so I just I'm never able to play any of that. Okay, interesting. That kind of sucks. Yeah, but I, I grind. I was grinding out like crazy. I did. I. That that DLC was the only one in any in any uh, Destiny game uh, or any of the DLC where I did literally everything. Like I got all of the titles and accommodations and all of the different things done. And I was like, I just played it like crazy, and it was annoying because I'd have to log in every like Monday or whatever it was because they had like some of the collectibles, like little collectible penguins. Oh, yeah, yeah, they uh, change could... every week. Yeah, and it changed every single week. Or I don't know if they changed it. They might have just added them in every week. I don't remember. No, what they did, it was on a cycle. So like. You had the mm-hmm. this set of penguins that would spawn, and then the next week those despawn, and a new set spawns. So it was just okay. like cycle through each week. There's that. There was the uh, I don't remember what they're called. Like little decoders. You have to shoot the robot down, pick it up, and then you can go and access like the terminal or whatever. Oh yeah. And that was a and that was a collectible. And I remember just it took me. I I forget how many weeks it took. It's quite a while. Eventually, I got all of that, and then I I was like. I filled out the uh, all the accommodations and stuff like that for this DLC. I was pretty proud of it. 
And then I stopped playing because, again, I was like, I don't feel like grinding this out. <laughs> just replaying strike after strike after strike just to do the raid. I wasn't that interested. I know uh, and, uh, when Beyond Light I, came out and they released all or they vaulted all that content, that was like a huge pain point. It was like weird because yeah. like the people who did not play the game cared more about that content leaving than the people who actually played. Like uh, the people who are like religiously playing Destiny, when we heard they were moving that content, we were all like, jumping for joy because like bungie could actually update the game <laughs> and then you see yeah. everyone who doesn't play and they're all like oh they're screwing you out of your money and like all that stuff i'm like we don't even play that content anyway <laughs> so yeah I, it was my my thing was you release a new dlc and i was like cool this dlc is good it gives me a reason i'll go back and i'll play through these campaigns and i I'd actually started doing that i was back playing through the main story and then they they vaulted it all i think my issue was that they vaulted it all at once yeah. as opposed to like in tiers, you know, vault the like one campaign, add one DLC and then just kind of like progress it in that way where you remove the the oldest one and add the newest and progress it forward. And I was like, okay, well, all that content's gone. I've kind of <laughs> done the new content. Not really interested. Yeah, it definitely so was I'll, I'll wait a couple more years and then I'll hop back in or something. We'll see. I, I definitely would recommend playing it now because, like, we're finally at okay. the point where uh, they're, like, in reintroducing story threads that they started, like, when Destiny 1 first came out. They're starting to, like, Interesting. Uh, so, like, we actually know, like, who the main villain of the universe is now. So, like, you know how they always talk yeah, about okay. the darkness and everything? Like, we actually have a mm -hmm. face to, like, the darkness now. Interesting. It's a lot more interesting than it used to be. Yeah, I never cared about the the story in Destiny One. I just never got into it really. Uh, and then, like even in Destiny Two, it's like, all right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> playing through like the DLC, I was like, cool, cool. Um, you know, it's it was interesting, I guess, like the, the some of the villains. But I was just like, I was never like super invested in the lore. Yeah, I, especially because I feel like, especially in the first game. All of the lore and the backstory was hidden in like the little uh, the grimoire pages. collectibles. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is not the way to, I don't know. On one hand, it, that annoyed me because it's like I shouldn't have to read through like index cards to get the information. Yeah. But on the other hand, like I'm a huge fan of like the Dark Souls series. And <laughs> that was one of the major complaints people had with Elden Ring was like, there's no story. I'm like, oh, there's so much story. So I don't know. I, I don't know. That's, that's gotta, all I, mean, I guess. You got to find that balance. Because I honestly, yeah. like, during the Beyond Light uh, DLC, which is the one before mm -hmm. Witch Queen, um, there were points, like, where it's, like, usually no one cared about the Destiny story. But during Beyond Light, there's points where, like, the story was actually carrying the content, like, when it was really dry. So it's, like, weird how it's, like, kind of flips. And I will, how I will say Destiny 2 did a much better job presenting story and, like, building on characters. Exactly. For, for sure. I know uh what's the guy's name? Cade, right? Yeah. This is one of the Yeah, he's he was one of the lead characters in the was it I guess it was the initial story, right? The initial main story. Yeah, he's the Hunter too. Vanguard, yeah. Yeah. So they actually do establish like characters a bit more and give them more personality and backstory. Um Yeah, it was I uh, will give him credit where that's too. I don't know. I've never I, I guess I've just never been as much of a sci fi guy. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I do like about right. Destiny is like they have different shades of like I don't know what, what to call it, like themes. Like there's like certain sections of lore where it's like Wild West themed and then you got like the full on mm -hmm. sci-fi and then you got like some horror aspects. So it, it's pretty cool, like yeah. the lore. 
Yeah, I'm not saying I dislike it. I just, I don't know. I guess it's, I'm way more into like fantasy themed, like medieval style fantasy. Oh, yeah, I get you. I guess. Uh, so, yeah, maybe that's what it is. So, outside of Destiny, what else have you been playing? There's been a lot coming out. Um, so, I've, I'm about like 35 hours into Horizon Forbidden West right now. Um, nice. How do you like that? Well, it's incredible. Uh, it? it's just, I've never played those. I don't have any information to offer this. Oh, man, it's <laughs> it's such a great story. Um, I'm not really that far in where I could, like, really compare this one to the first game just because, like, man. there's so much side stuff. Like I, like I said, I'm 35 hours in, and I'm only, like, 33% done with the game. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't really gotten that far. But um, it's definitely a, a great game. It's PlayStation exclusive. I don't know if you're on PlayStation. I have everything. I have uh, PlayStation 5, Xbox, Series X, PC, yeah, it's, it, Nintendo Switch. We got everything here. It's definitely that's def- <laughs> if you're on PlayStation is I think it's definitely a game you should play. It's like like God of War level like sort of like uh, story. <laughs> okay. I've I've started the the I guess it's just called God of War the, the reboot. Um I had started that. I got a couple hours in. Our PlayStation mainly like I keep that in the living room. Yeah. My girl, I mainly keep that as like a co-op game platform for my girlfriend and I. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely play single player games on there for sure. But it's a lot more. I was gonna co-op say, feature, God of War, like, give, once you got to the the stranger fight, <laughs> you should have been hooked right there. And I, oh, I like the game. Yeah, I just, I just don't have that much time to begin with. Yeah, I get you. So it's, it's like when I, when I do game, it's like all right, we're sitting down, we're gonna play together, as opposed to me sitting there making or watching me play God of War. <laughs> yeah, I get you. But um. But yeah, besides Horizon, though, I did start dabbling into Elden Ring, which I'm sure you've been playing a lot too. I uh, I've played through it three times. Oh, I've wow. gotten all the achievements in it. I played the shit out of that. I streamed a lot of it too. Yeah, I did a. I streamed m- the majority of my first playthrough, and then uh, I did a YouTube video. I didn't stream it, but I, I did a YouTube video of me speed running my way to the capital. Uh, of the game i'm not i'm gonna try and not spoil it um but yeah i was like all right i have one achievement to go i'm gonna in what normally takes people apparently like 30 to 40 hours on average and that's a huge i guess it's like a more of a median than a uh i don't mean but like a lot of people will explore for a while before making their way there yeah and i was like all right we're gonna get here as fast as possible (laughs) and i was i was fooling around for a while I could probably do it in about 35 minutes if I was like actually rushing through, trying as hard as I could to get there. Um, it The video is maybe like an hour and a half. I forget. And it's just me like roaming around, making my way through, I, skipping like ev- all of these different bosses. We only had to fight. Uh, I think we fought three bosses to get where I needed to get to. And uh, yeah, it was it was super easy. That's insane. Plus, I was on New Game Plus, so it's, it wasn't as hard because I was over leveled as shit that's absolutely insane <laughs> yeah i i could pr- i can't speed that run the game as fast as some people are i think the fastest is all this was a number of days ago was like 28 minutes somebody beat the game in i could probably do it in like two hours maybe or are they doing like out of bounds glitching or is that like a legit run i don't know i actually haven't watched them mm-hmm. i don't um i i meant to watch the 28 minute one i saw it pop up in my my youtube feed but i just i didn't have a chance to to watch it yet I don't really know. I, I I think they're probably doing it mostly legit. They're probably doing some sort of glitch at some point. But like I said, like I, if I wasn't goofing around, I could do it pretty quickly. You can skip most of the major boss fights. Yeah. 
Um, especially if you start uh, on New Game instead of New Game Plus, I think you can get an extra Elden Rune, which is what you need two Elden Runes to be able to f to get where you need to go. And you can skip right through the game for the most part. Super easy. And uh, I don't know. That's crazy. I, I've been messing around with it. I My first playthrough, I did like 80 hours in about. I think it was like 75 hours. And I was just exploring everywhere, doing everything I could, filling in my map, doing everything. And then uh, when I started the new game plus, I did the quick run through to the capital so I get the last achievement. I missed an item is what I needed. I missed literally one item. And after you get to a certain point of the game, the terrain shifts where you can't collect that item anymore. Uh, so very like, oh, missable shit. trophies. Very few. Mm. Um, there's this isn't a spoiler. There's I don't I forget how many different endings there are, but there's three specific endings you need to get for achievements. And then there's a number there's a number of achievements where it's like collect all legendary Ash of War summons. Not Ash of War, uh Ashen summons. Collect legendary weapons and legendary spells, I think. Mm. And uh the legendary weapons, there's one that is missable. I don't know if there's more than that. Most of the stuff I, I was able to go back at I got to the end of the game and like like most, if not all other Dark Souls style games, you get to the end and then you just you can literally go back and play play around as all you want. And then in order to end the game, you interact with uh, like an object, essentially. Like in Dark Souls three, for example, you interact with the bonfire and that sends you to the new game. Oh, yeah, I've but, honestly never beat. So <laughs> uh, I would say. Oh, okay. I, I've never beaten a From game. I played like Bloodborne up until I forget the boss's name all the time. It's like Father or something. Oh, um, I know who you're talking uh, about. Yeah, I you beat fight him in the uh, in the cemetery. In the great in the cemetery, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I beat that boss uh, in Bloodborne. Father Gascoigne. Exactly. That's what it is. And I, I beat of, I was like I beat the uh, Tower Knight in Demon Souls, and that's as far as like I've gotten in From mm. Software games. I it's my favorite series by far. I uh, I've played the shit out of all of them. Uh, how, what where are you at in Elden Ring? Oh, so <laughs> funny story. So I started the game. I left the like tutorial area, and then like mm -hmm. after you run into the guy who calls you maidenless, I like took a yeah. right like away from the path they wanted me to go. I found this chest where it's like some mist comes out of it, and I got teleported mm -hmm. to the top right corner of the ma of the map, like within my first yeah. five minutes of playing. And then I'm just trapped in this area where <laughs> I don't know how to get out. So I'm just like... It's like a big red area? Um, So it's like this area with a bunch of like crystal monsters. Oh, okay. I know you're at. I got teleported I there in my first like five minutes of playing. And I didn't know how to get out because like I'm just getting that, overwhelmed. A lot of people it. have had that happen. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. And then I think I just got the horse and then I stopped playing there. <laughs> Yeah, so you're not very far into it at all. Yeah, that's uh, the the best part of people. It's funny to me because people don't realize how big the map is. The the map it keeps expanding. Like you open up the map menu and it shows you where you're at. Yeah. But the map, as you open up new areas, it'll literally expand out. Like it'll zoom out to show more areas. I, I was wondering like why it looked like a rectangle when I first opened the map. Yeah, it gets it gets a lot bigger. Without spoiling it, anything as best I can. That makes sense. Yeah, it's huge. As I was playing, I was like, "Oh, it just keeps going. <laughs> oh, it just it keeps going. Oh, another area." And then you can run around and pick up like map pieces, and that that way the map actually fills itself in, so you can see everything on them. Not everything, but 
you can actually see the map as opposed to it being like a dark brown background, like not filled in at all. I also heard uh, instead of like the map just being huge, there's also areas mm-hmm. where like there's like underground areas that are like huge there's, as hell too. <laughs> there's a handful of underground areas that are not all connected. Um, That's insane. Yeah. It's it's a huge map. It's a is fantastic. I, again, I knew going into it, I was going to enjoy it. I didn't. It literally was better than I expected it to be, which is kind of shocking because I had such high hopes for it. I've been addicted to it. Yeah. Do, are, do you play all of your games on PlayStation? Um, not really. Uh, so I'm like you. I have pretty much everything: PC, Xbox, PlayStation. I was gonna say because we could do co-op on Xbox if you had Elden Ring on Xbox. Yeah, I, I got it on PS5, but um, <laughs> there's like uh, it just depends on which console runs the game the best that's where i'll buy it on Mm. or if i like already have a game on a specific console and like the sequel comes out i'll just keep it on that console because i'm pretty like ocd about that fair enough but i don't have like any rhyme or reason it's just whatever console runs it the best i'll just buy it on that console fair enough yeah yeah i i know a couple of people i know that were uh literally playing through the game as like co-op like you can progress to a certain point when you summon somebody in like the overworld, yeah, uh, it'll put up like fog walls essentially, where you can only adventure so far before it'll block you in. And they'd clear out like certain areas, and it's like, all right, cool, you go back to your world, and then they'd <laughs> progress just a tiny little bit, and then resummon them, and they'd be able to play together in the, the same uh, throughout the next area. I think it's I'm actually too prideful people, for that. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. it's fun being able to play with your friends, and uh, you can set it up in the like the multiplayer menu in the in the. Uh, settings menu where you can literally set up a group code so you're only playing with your friends that have the code mm. which is kind of nice um my my latest thing to do is uh invading other players and being a nice guy <laughs> i uh i was streaming it yesterday and uh, i was like so what we're doing we're gonna invade them which normally when you invade people it's you go and kill them and you get rewarded with runes and some item uh, a couple of like invading related items and uh, I invade, and I there's an item called a mimic veil, which turns you into like an item from the uh, like environment. Yeah. So you can you might be uh, like a, a not a lantern, uh, like a a light on top of a post. <laughs> um, you might be that. There's one where it's like a a banister or a, like a banner hanging from a, a tall pole. Um, I don't know what they're called. They're like uh, they're in they're right near the starting area. They're like these. Uh, blob like like gooey looking egg things like egg sack things yeah and he turned into one of those for i don't know how long it was i was hiding in the bushes as one of those while some guys running around around me <laughs> i was like how is this guy not seeing me yet so can you like, like, like see that's... where people are when you invade someone what it does in the top middle of the screen it has like a compass oh. and uh it'll do there's a little circular icon that shows you where they are and then once you get within a certain distance, it disappears. So it'll lead you in the general direction of them. And then once you get close enough, you have to find them yourselves. Mm. Normally, it's pretty easy enough to find them. Um, but yeah, I I don't like I don't I don't want to get into somebody's game and bully them and kill them because I would be frustrated when, if someone does that to me. <laughs> so I just show up, I hide for a while, and then if somebody else like multiple people can invade at the same time and they can summon multiple people, so. If I invade, there's a good chance it could be a 3v1 against me, which is a problem. There's also a good chance that it's like 3v2. Like there could be two invaders and he could summon two people. 
which has happened plenty of times. Uh, so I'll sit in the bushes, and then if another invader pops up, I'll see like the the guy who's who we invaded. He'll be sitting there. He'll get ready to start fighting, and I'll hop out of the bushes and kill the invader, and then run off in the bushes and hide again. <laughs> That's crazy. That sounds chaotic as hell. It is. It's it's super fun because like a couple of people I got I was playing with like they realized I was friendly, and like he he summoned an ally, and the ally was getting ready to attack me, and he stood in the way. He's like, no 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 no, he's friendly. He's friendly. <laughs> I was like, this is a ton of fun. I uh, when I was streaming yesterday, there was one in particular where I was I was like a flagpole, right? Um, I, it's you know right at the start of the game that church you see yeah. as you f- first come out in the overworld yeah that church uh, I'm a flagpole and I, I position myself so I'm right up against the front of this building and there's the, the host and then one of the, his allies that he summoned and they're hanging out in there doing I don't know what they know I've invaded because it gives you a message that you've been invaded his ally is running around all over the place trying to find me eventually he goes back inside I must have waited 10-15 minutes maybe for them to do anything i was like i'm not gonna kill them but i want to i want to do something and they were just standing there for so long and i was like this is just too perfect not a moment to to not do this <laughs> i i roll around the corner real quick and i shoot off a magic blast and it kills them both instantly <laughs> i was like right. i feel so bad about this but they weren't doing anything <laughs> that's extreme patience on your end though they were i think they were both standing there in their inventories like trading items maybe and I just blasted them both, got my my reward, and, and left. That's insane. That's my new thing. It's just goofing around in the game online at this point since I've done mostly everything else. Yeah, you said you beat it three times, right? Yeah, because there's three specific endings you need to get for all the achievements. That's great. I don't even know if I'll ever even beat the game. <laughs> I don't know. It's Like I said, it's my favorite series. I mean, Dark Souls, it's not a Dark Souls game. But it's like a it's by from software, so it's it's definitely got that from software sure. flavor. It's basically an open world Dark Souls. <laughs> that's what it feels. I I don't know why people get mad when you say that because I feel like that's like totally accurate. Yeah, I I don't know. It there's been a lot of drama surrounding the game. I mean, I've been more tuned into it since I've been hyper focused on the game coming out. Yeah, and it's so it, it pops up in my feeds a lot all over the place um, because it's it's targeted advertising essentially and uh yeah it's been interesting first it sold 12 million copies already which is huge that is i i forget how many times how many like how many multitudes of copies that is over like previous games like a lot of the dark souls games haven't sold that at all yet and already they're like at 12 million and i was like this game is getting so hyped yeah that's- it is it has become a very cultural game and i'm super excited for that the downside being there are so many people who are not used to Dark Souls games. They're like, this game sucks. The controls are clunky. Your character's <laughs> slow. It's too hard. There's no story, yada, yada, yada. And it's just like, oh. Yeah. Oh. I've seen uh, people like those dads who only have like two hours to play try to get into Elden Ring. I'm like, this <laughs> is not the game for you. I I don't get that complaint. It's like, I don't have enough time to play all of it. It's like, well, then why are you playing an open world game like this anyway? If Like... That's not a knock on the game. Like you literally won't be able to play any open world game. Right. Like you, you're never gonna have any time. It's like, why are you complaining that this is a bad game because of that? Like you can't. You're not gonna be able to play like a Far Cry game. You're not gonna be able to play like Forza Horizon or Horizon Forbidden West or <laughs> Skyrim. Like anything. Like any open world game, you're not gonna be able to play because you're not gonna have the time to do all of it. Exactly. They've uh they've definitely given in to some of these like complaints though. 
they uh one of the complaints was like i can never find any of the npcs and uh, so they actually made it so any npc you encounter and actually interact with is marked on the map after that oh so you just have to so, remember before yeah that's how it's always been for their games that's granted cool. they weren't all open world like this but yeah i don't know it's i don't know if it's all npcs it's definitely the merchants but i think it was all npcs they added to the maps and i was like ah Ah, it's annoying because people are like, I just I skip through the dialogue and they tell me like they want to meet me somewhere, but they don't tell me where it's like, well, then you shouldn't be skipping through dialogue. If you're interested in the story and want and wanting to complete quest lines, you shouldn't skip through the dialogue. That's yeah. That's why it's there. That That's so annoying because like, I don't know if you ever heard of this game Returnal. Uh, yeah, it's a PlayStation exclusive, right? Yeah, right. It's like one of those games, like it's like a roguelite. So like when you die, you lose okay. everything. You start at the beginning, and there's oh, like okay. people were like complaining that uh, you should be able to save because they're like, what if I have to leave and uh, I'm gonna have yeah. to lose all my stuff? I'm like, well, if you have, to, if you know you're gonna have to leave, then why are you playing a roguelite game? Exactly. <laughs> but, I, I love that people make complain about games when it's like you're the one putting yourself in a position where it's not gonna work out. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to go to a baseball game and be like, why couldn't they play faster? I got to get to work. It's like, no, <laughs> it's not their fucking fault. Your schedule doesn't you know, work for this. Exactly. I hate when developers give in to like criticisms like that. That obviously goes against their like their vision when they were designing yeah. the game. Like, I, I like when developers stand their ground and just like, yeah, just get over it. It's like, this is the vision <laughs> you had for the game. Why are you giving in? Great. That being said, well, I'll backtrack. The one complaint I did have was they nerfed the one boss significantly. And I was like, why? Like he's it this is meant to be a difficult boss fight. Like this is meant to be like a skill check, right? Exactly. Where it's like, yeah, you can't progress until you're able to beat this boss because everything after this is also gonna be difficult. It's gonna be more difficult. And people are like, oh, he's too hard though. It's not even fair. It's like it is fair. It like I beat him like third try, I think. Like it was it was tough, yeah. But I used like the environment to my advantage and I used like what I knew about him to my advantage and I won. Like it it was hard, yeah. But I feel like a lot of people go into it thinking that it's like a hack and slash game. Yeah. Where it's like, oh I'll just fight my way through. It's like you can't do that for the most part. It's like some people are very good at the game and they don't have to level up to be able to progress. They're just very good at the game. But most people aren't good enough to be able to do that. Exactly. It's like you have to invest time into getting good at the game and leveling up to be able to succeed. Yeah, like uh, like I consider myself trash at from software games, but I'm not gonna like <laughs> cry and complain that they should change stuff just so I can be able to play it. Like I'm just gonna, I'm either gonna have to like get better or just like play something else. Like I'm not gonna ask them to dumb it down. Yeah, my my other point was I was gonna say like I totally understand like some of the things they had to like adjust because they were overpowered. And it's like that's fine. I'm fine with balancing things out so it's fair, especially for like PvP or whatever. But like why are you why are you making it easier just to appease people who aren't willing to put the time and effort into it to just understand and learn how to play the game better? Right. Exactly. It's like that that was the, like that was one of the main things when the game came out was people were complaining about accessibility to the game. Like it's too hard, a lot of people aren't going to be able to finish this. It's like that's the point. Well, that's, it's supposed to be a hard game. You're supposed to like feel a sense of accomplishment. And they're like, I don't feel accomplished spending, wasting so much time having to learn the, the 
enemies' moves and doing this. It's like, well, then you're not going to ever beat the game anyway, no matter how easy they make it, because you're never going to take the time to actually learn what you're doing. You're just sitting here bitching and complaining instead of paying attention. It's like I sucked when Demon Souls came out. I bought that when it launched on PlayStation 3. And I was like, I was like, all right, this is this is brutal. I suck at this. And I got better. That's why I'm good at the Elden Ring. Like I I beat Elden Ring pretty easily. Wasn't terribly difficult. Uh yeah. yeah I, I definitely can attest to that. I've spent 18 hours doing a Destiny raid, like straight. So <laughs> I definitely know the struggle. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm loving Elden Ring. I didn't love that other developers are shit talking it that their games didn't get high as high of reviews. I was like, man, that's uh, uh, don't get me started on like the oh, Ubisoft. Like, this is not employees. what you should be doing as a developer. <laughs> what was a, a Ubisoft employee? It was a developer from Battlefield 2042, which we were laughing about this on the show here last week or the week before, and I was like, that is the one game that should not be throwing stones at anybody. They just added a scoreboard. It's been how exactly. many months I was like, and they just got a scoreboard? Like what? I was like, you might arguably have the worst triple A game launch of all time. And you're over here shit talking other games. It's like, who are you complaining about? <laughs> it's like you you live in a paper mache house, let alone a glass house. It's like you're you can't be saying anything. And then you, you got yeah, yeah, Ubisoft that. developers complaining about Elden Ring's quest design. I'm like, Ubisoft mm-hmm. developers are the last one to talk. Yeah, and you had someone from uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, I was like, I was like, you know what? I I've never played your game, so I'm not gonna say it's a bad game. But why why are you out here publicly com- publicly complaining about another game getting good reviews? In in Gorilla's defense, uh, like there's been developers from Gorilla who came out on Twitter and uh, basically said that no one here agrees with what that employee said. Like. We all love Elden Ring, so I, I respect yeah. them for like coming out and saying. Oh yeah, fair enough. Like I said, I'm not shit talking the the development teams themselves. It's like these three people. It's like why are you do? What do you? How do you think this is gonna benefit you at all? This just makes you look classless. <laughs> exactly, it's really petty. Yeah, it's like oh my god. But yeah, the Battlefield 2042 one was my favorite. I was just like, this is you are, you are not in a position <laughs> to be shit talking anyone. <laughs> especially when you just added a scoreboard that yeah it's a, it's like you literally are still working your way back up to like battlefield 1942 levels of quality <laughs> like these are features that have been in your game since since day one of the original games yeah. and you're over here talking shit you know it's bad when the cheaters left your game <laughs> yeah like i don't why would i cheat at this this sucks even the cheat makers, oh. they're saying like not enough people are playing this for us to make cheats for this game. I forget it was it was terrible. They were down to like a few thousand players. Yeah, they had more players playing uh, nineteen forty two than twenty forty two. Yeah, it's it's been terrible. They have no player base because it was just broken. They uh, we've we've talked about this on the show before too. So quickly, I'll I'll say it. Like it literally like. At certain points, you cannot win as the attacking team. Uh, I don't. I haven't played enough to know the names of the maps, but the one city map, the capture point is literally on top of a skyscraper that you can't blow up. There's no. There's no uh, building destruction, so you can't collapse the building to bring the capture point down to ground level. So you have to either ride the elevator up to the roof or fly in an air vehicle. But the uh, the defending team, because they have the vehicle airdrop in the game, 
can just summon all the tanks and hovercrafts and vehicles they want on the rooftop. So it's like you have tanks shooting at helicopters from the rooftop. People that ride the elevator up are getting blasted by the tanks and, and hovercrafts. It's like, it's literally impossible to capture this point. It's like, this isn't balanced at all. This is terrible game design. What were they thinking, man? <laughs> yeah, and the fact that you can just constantly spawn in hovercrafts, which are the most overpowered vehicle ever. I was like, this is unplayable. This is so bad. It's like, did they test this game at all before launching it? And the worst part is they're talking about doing yearly releases for Battlefield games now. Yeah, I don't I don't know. We've seen how that worked for Call of Duty, how they had to cancel it for next year because uh, it's been going so poorly for them because they've been having to rush them out. Yeah, it's been a One year is not enough time to, to make a polished game. It's just not. It's, I don't know. Have you been playing, uh, moving away from... All the, have you been playing anything else? You, I know you said there's a lot coming out that you had played. Um, we did Elden Ring, Destiny Two. Yeah, that's Horizon pretty much Forbidden been West. the bulk of it. Like I'm just mostly playing Destiny, and then Horizon, like secondary. Uh, yeah. Oh, I I've also like since the new Batman movie came out, I've been running through the uh, the Arkham games to so get in the platinum okay. trophies for them. <laughs> nice. I've played a couple. I played. Arkham Asylum a little bit. I played them when I came, like a little after they came out. I played Arkham Asylum and then I played a little of Arkham City. Well, I forgot what, they, what all three of them are. It's Arkham Asylum something. There was four. So there Arkham was City. a Asylum was City. There was Origins and then there was Arkham Knight. Okay, I don't know if I've played Arkham Knight at all or not. Arkham just, Knight was the I one that was a. It was on PS4 and Xbox One only. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've played that one. I played I played the other two the city and asylum a little bit, but I just never got super into them for some reason. If I went back and played them a little bit, maybe I'd get more into them. The gameplay still holds up as like top tier gameplay. Like combat. I'm sure it does. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I my problem is I get in into these open world games and it just takes up so much of my time that I miss out on so many other games in between that yeah. I could be playing through. Like I got really into Witcher three. And so I, I was just, I had a bunch of games coming out that I got put on the back burner for. Elden Ring's come out. So a couple of games have been put on the back burner, like Dying Light 2. We're just now getting back into that. I forgot like, about right. that. Yeah. They uh, they finally fixed the online multiplayer. You, We were we tried playing it and it would disconnect you every like two or three minutes. So it was basically unplayable in co op. I heard it was Single pretty buggy was fine. when it came out. I, I had. I don't think I had a single issue in single player mm. at all. And co-op wouldn't work at all, basically. Even now, like we weren't getting disconnected in co-op. Uh, but we uh there's a couple of issues where there'd be like a specific NPC that you'd have to follow or whatever for like a quest, and they just would get stuck in place and it'd be like a problem getting them to move. And so I think that it held us up a little bit and there was only one time where it literally glitched out where we couldn't progress through a certain doorway and i was like all right so we had to back out of the game and reload it and then we were able to progress uh for the most part it's been going okay but that's been the main issue has been uh npcs not doing what they need to be doing those are pretty minor stuff. things it was okay we were doing all right we, had, we didn't have too many problems uh we were streaming that yesterday a little bit and uh yeah it's been fun i'm, I'm happy we're actually able to play co-op again now because uh, my co-host Kyle and I have been waiting to get back into it. I progressed through the story just enough to be able to explore the entire map. I was like, all right, 
I'm going to do all the exploration while I wait for co-op to get fixed. <laughs> and then once he, once it, since it's been fixed, we jump back into co-op and we've been progressing his story now. Yeah. So. I wanted to play Dying Light too, but I've been, I have never finished the first game and I've been waiting for them to release the, uh, the PS5 patch because they promised it like mm. months ago and they finally <laughs> just came out with it. So I need to play through the first game first. Yeah. They're not related at all, really. You don't have to have played the first one to play the second one. They're loosely connected, like story wise. They mention uh like what ha- like they very vaguely mention what happens in the first one, like the overarching, like, oh, there was an outbreak and this and that. Uh they don't mention like the characters or anything. Hmm. And then uh throughout the game there's little Easter eggs relating to uh the main character for uh from the first one. But that's about it. There is a there actually is one pretty large easter egg related to the first game i forgot about that but i won't spoil it i mean i heard the story wasn't all that like i i'm not going into dying light caring about the story it's all about the like the gameplay if you want me to spoil it's not story related really oh yeah go ahead i don't i don't mind in uh in dying light 2 there's a flooded area in the southern part of the map and i haven't gotten there yet uh like story-wise because uh i haven't finished the campaign but I, re- I was looking into it. I was like, is this what I think this is? And there's a story option at the end of the game, I guess, where you can choose to either let things go or release the flood, uh, the dam so the water flows out. Yeah. And the flooded area is literally part of the city from this, the first game. Like, it's a section of the, the city. And it's pretty neat. Where does the first Being game like, take place? Like, what country is it? I don't know. Or is it like a fictional I- world? It's a fictional area. Uh, it's a fictional city. Uh, I, I just I don't remember what. I always like, thought it was like Australia or something. I don't know why. I, I don't. I don't remember uh, where it's actually supposed to be. Um. Interesting. It's uh, mainland Europe. It just says. Well, that could be anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it it has a more uh his like a Spanish sort of feel to it, so maybe in that area, I don't know. But yeah, the this in Dying Light One, there's two areas. Like there's you start out in one area, and then you progress through the story, and then you can it takes you to a second area. The DLC has other areas too, but the main story wise, yeah. And then it's sort of the same thing in Dying Light Two, where you start out in one area, progress, and there's a second part of the the city you can go to, as well as explore outside of it a little bit. And uh, yeah, the second s- city from Dying Light One is where you can run around in, in Dying Light Two. It was pretty cool because it's when it's flooded, you can swim around through it. And it's like this is kind of creepy because like I've been here before, <laughs> I've run around here on these rooftops before, but now it's flooded and I'm swimming around in it. <laughs> it's just it's kind of odd. Yeah, it reminds me of a uh, Red Dead Two, where the like the entire Red Dead One map was in Red Dead Two. Yeah, yeah. That was another game I picked up a little bit but couldn't get into. I couldn't get into Red Dead 1 either, though. I don't know why. I just finished both games, like, last year, 2021, and I had never really? beaten them before. I I don't know what it is. Like, I never got into any of the Grand Theft Auto games either. I tried getting into 4. I just got bored with it. Grand Theft Auto 5 came out, and I actually that was the first one I ever I beat. This, the beat. I played through the main story. I was like, all right, that was fun. I really enjoyed that. And then, like, I went and tried to play Red Dead Redemption 1. And I was just like, I just, I'm just bored. Like, I don't know what it is. 
Yeah. I just could not get into it. I know exactly. Tried the what same you thing mean. with two. I'm I'm the same Pretty way good. with Rockstar games because I feel like their their mission design is always like their games are. There's always like points in time where I'm like, why am I even like doing this? Like how is I feel like, like they're is, really slow to start up. Exactly. What yeah, was. that's what it is. Like you don't know why you're doing the things you're doing. You're just yeah. running into characters and they're telling you to do stuff and you just do it. Like I I couldn't tell you when the prologue to Red Dead Redemption 2 ends. I played it for hours and I'm like, all right, so now we're at like our camp, finally meeting these people. I was like, when does this end? Like when I get to like the title card of the game and it actually starts, like what is happening? Oh man, don't, <laughs> don't get the epilogue for Red Dead 2 is like eight hours. The epilogue. It just, I was like, it just takes, it just took me forever to get anything going. I, I gave it my best shot. I played it for, I don't know how many hours, Red Dead 2. And I was like, I just can't do this. I can't get into it. And then I tried the multiplayer and I couldn't get into the multiplayer for Red Dead 2 either. Yeah, I heard it was, was really like, bad. Just, I was like, I'm just so bored. Like, I just, I didn't enjoy it. I was like, the the only thing I enjoy in, in those games, Red Dead 1 and 2, was just running around with my friends online and just goofing off. But we got, again, we just got bored after a while. I was like, all right, let's go play GTA. It's way more fun. Yeah, exactly. Especially like GTA Heist, like. I don't know why people don't mm-hmm. like doing heists. Like I try to find people for them, and no one ever likes them. But I feel like they're really fun. I I never got to do them. I did the first one because it's two player one. Yeah. I did that with my stepbrother, I think. I don't remember who I did it. With. I did it with somebody, and I was like, cool. And then we couldn't get. It. I did. I just didn't have anyone that played that wanted to do the heist. And I I don't think I've played GTA Online since then. Really, I I played it like an hour here, an hour there, like two or three times. Uh, when people wanted us to play briefly and so like i i you can tell when i've played based on like what vehicles or like bases i have because like oh he bought the high-rise uh, like a uh, apartment and then it's like oh he has like a military base with a, a space laser yeah i see people running around <laughs> like, in, like hovercrafts and stuff and i'm like what is going yeah, on it's like, i again i haven't played it probably for a year or two at this point but it's just, I was like, oh man, like if I wanted to, I could get back into that and I'm sure there'd be a ton of content that I'd enjoy. But I'm, at this point, I'm just like, ooh, I I don't know. I don't know. I can't even load into a lobby without getting exploded. That that was one of the things that turned me off was there was too many people just griefing. It's like, oh, you spawned in, dead. Oh, spawned in, that guy's a tank, dead. <laughs> oh, spawned back in, this guy's got a jet flying by, he's blowing you up, you're dead. It's I insane. Like, I can't. I can't do anything. I don't know. Uh, so what's what's been going on with you outside of uh, outside of gaming? I know you've been working with other people, trying to help them get started with stuff, right? Yeah, that's been kind of slowing down recently, just because I've been like focused on like like my own content. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been like trying to go through like a a little like rebrand for my own content right now, uh, trying to find a consistent stream schedule since I started yeah. working again. So it's, it's mainly been like focusing on myself. Um, just trying to get back into the swing of like streaming and everything. Yeah. Scheduling is super hard. Uh, I have the same issue with streaming. Like I wanted to stream more often. I just don't have the time. Like yeah. I, I work full-time job, like 70 hours a week. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, all right, I get home, do my workouts, take the dog out, you know, get set, get, like cleaned up from the workout and everything. It's like, all right, sit down like let's do something oh it's 9 30 i'm getting up for work in like six hours yeah and it's like that entire like ramp up 
to like getting ready to stream it's like i'd rather mm. just play the game and not even have to worry about that oh yeah it's just that and then it's like i can't just stream for an hour right like i like if i'm gonna stream i want it to be at least three hours if not f- more like three hours is the bare minimum otherwise i feel like this isn't worth the time and so it's like ah shit like what am i what am i gonna do and then on top of that it's like well we do the podcast sundays right a lot of times we'll do uh we'll change the recording a little bit i'm usually not home saturday afternoons to the evenings so it's like saturdays are my best chance of streaming but like other than that like sundays it's not available to stream it's like all right so then i'm left with like weekdays that just doesn't work at all <laughs> yeah it's so crazy I, and we have a second podcast in the works which i think i mentioned last week on the show where i announced it and uh see so yeah, i'm trying to get that started just that scheduling for that's been a nightmare which has been frustrating to say the least just one um, podcast is a lot of work i can't imagine too this podcast isn't as bad for the dedros productions podcast because kyle and i both have very similar schedules and now like we're available most nights to record after a certain time uh within reason and then but we live i'm, I'm only two hours away from it but we're on the same time zone like neither of us has a lot going on outside of work and like our content, which is convenient. Yeah. Um, but like for the other show, it's like I'm dealing with two other people who don't know each other. And then me, we're, we're in three different time zones. Like, you know, one's in college, one has a full-time job, you know, it's like, all right, shit. Okay. We got to schedule around this. Like they have a lot going on as well. And so it's like just scheduling everything. is just a nightmare. I've been, Here's behind the scenes for people that are listening. I've been trying to schedule a call just to get all three of us on at once still to set up like a good schedule to just record episodes on (laughs) because it won't be super time sensitive for most of them. Like I want to be like, all right, let's set aside like two hours uh, like for like three nights, right? We'll knock out like six episodes roughly, five or six episodes. Then we'll have them recorded. I can edit them and then get them set to release. And then like uh, some other like weekend or something or some weekday, we'll set aside two hours, record another two episodes, just get it knocked out. So we have episodes ready to go. And it's like, I haven't even been able to get that call set up. <laughs> That's crazy. So it's a little bit frustrating. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens with it. I'm, I want to get it rolling. Cause I have, I've done all of the behind the scenes work. Basically I've got, all of the, uh, like I've got the logos and stuff ready to go. I've got the pages and stuff set up on the website. Uh, I'm going to have like the promotional stuff done soon. We have an intro, like theme song I've got all set up. I think I'm going to do like a teaser episode, like a two or three minute, like intro episode. Where it's like, Hey everyone, this is the show. This is what it is. And, that. and uh, I'm going to put that up just to get the idea out there. But it's like, right, I just want to get the ball rolling on this. I've been and I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I wanted to get it done. I feel like the hardest part is always getting started. Yeah, I don't even know. In this case, like I said, it's not even getting it started. Like physically, it's literally just getting people together to record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have everything we need ready to go. It's just setting up times to record. And then it's, I don't know if you've, to explain it for people that don't know, it's literally like a, not current events specifically, like we might do or you like an, an episode on Ukraine, but it's basically like current events and social issues and stuff like that in the U.S. and and things like that. 
And so it's not all time sensitive, but it it's going to require like, we're going to actually do research going into it. So we know what we're talking about. Yeah. And uh, so that's where the time is going to go, but getting it scheduled so we can actually record is kind of a big deal because if we can't record it, there's no point in doing any of it. <laughs> right. So who knows? We'll see. We'll see how it goes, but it's going to happen one way or another. If, uh, if it doesn't work out, I will find other people that are interested in doing it that have more availability, I guess, but not to be rude to these guys to sound like they're, they're going to do a good <laughs> job, but I want to get it done. I want to actually get this to happen. Uh, so speaking of current events, now that you brought that up, um, Mm -hmm. how it's, it's not really current events. It's still gaming, but, uh, how do you feel about this whole, uh, Harry Potter boycott that people are trying to like do for the new game? So I didn't know there was, I know it's the legacy of Hogwarts is what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Or Hogwarts legacy, I guess. Yeah. Um, I didn't know there was a boycott. doesn't surprise me. They, uh, they had it at the PlayStation State of Play. When was that? This was sometime Thursday. this past week. Okay, so this March seventeenth, and they showed off gameplay and new trailer for Hogwarts Legacy. And this comes like a day after J.K. Rowling went on another uh, tirade about uh, trans rights and things like that. <laughs> She's very transphobic, very bigoted, and uh, it's it's not a good look for the brand. And uh, they're really struggling to like put out Harry Potter like related content with her going on these sprees of of hate. And uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that they're they're boycotting it. It's a real shame because the people involved, she has nothing to do with this game other than like the background of it, right? Like she hasn't worked on this game, the story. She's not. She doesn't have to do with the story. The only the only content she's. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. The only content she's provided to this game is like literally the story of like the castle as well as like a few key details. And that's about it. Exactly. But she is literally she's single-handedly bringing down not only her own reputation but all of like the the marketability of everything related to the Harry Potter universe. And it's like why don't you just shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> it's like no you'd be fine. You you would she would be one Arguably, maybe the most beloved, like, author of all time, like, children's related authors of all time, if she just shut the fuck up after finishing up the books. It's like, she was riding that high uh, after, uh, what was the last book? The uh, Deathly Hallows? Deathly Hallows, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was, I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I could just look to my left, they're on the shelf there. Uh, it's like, she could have just stopped talking after that and been like, alright, cool. How about I not do anything controversial and just let my legacy go on at an all-time high? And then she's like, you know what? I'm just going to spew some nonsensical hate for no reason (laughs) and uh, use that to bring down everything and everyone around me. Yeah. I Honestly, I I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like uh, there's like people that have been on Twitter which doesn't surprise me because it's Twitter, but like people are like trying to shame people for like being excited about the game. And I feel like, yeah, you can believe like what you want, like boycott it if you mm-hmm. want, whatever, it's your choice. But like, like you, I don't think you should shame someone for like being excited about a game she has nothing to do she has, with. Yeah, she has nothing to do with it. Like 
it's not fair to the people involved in the creation of this game to boycott it and not right. you know not buy it or not or put down other people for not but for buying it or enjoying it it's like she has nothing to do with this yeah. like let these talented people making the game make the game they want to make and let other people enjoy it at the end of the day she's still going to be like a, a millionaire or billionaire whatever she is yeah uh, I don't know. she's worth a ton of money like the only people you're yeah. hurting is like the people who need the job for this game yeah yeah it's it's just not fair to any of the people involved in it one that it's not fair that she's saying the thing she's saying and affecting them knowing that they're about to like put this game out and it's not fair to fans of it that people are making like putting them down and the and the developers down for what she says or does yeah. i don't know it's just like <laughs> i just find it so funny how like now she, that she said like the the stupid things she said like people are mm-hmm. trying to go back now and try to like make everything about harry potter like problematic now like people are trying to say like she was trying to normalize slave labor because the house elves like were slaves. Interesting. And like, there's like people like, yeah, it's kind of nonsense. She wrote slaves into the book. Like they keep calling them slaves instead of house elves. Cause they know if they say like house elves, like they'll <laughs> hear mm-hmm. how ridiculous it sounds that they're, they're talking about elves as if they're like real people, like trying to normalize slavery. They, I know what you're talking about. I don't think about it. They have done that. Like going back in, they uh, well, I forgot what the thing was with the uh, the uh, like uh, the people that work at the bank, the goblins or whatever. Yeah, I fr- I think I saw it before. I think it was John Stewart talked about it, where he's like, yeah, she's you know she's basically mocking Jewish people, and I was like, I I don't know that that's the case. I think they're just fantasy creatures working at a bank. Yeah, I doubt she had the for like she didn't even plan her own books, so I doubt she had the foresight to like think of these subliminal messages to like spread hate. Yeah, this is a woman who couldn't think her way out of a massive plot hole when she implemented time travel into this. <laughs> I bring that up all the time whenever people talk about Harry Potter. Like my girlfriend's a huge Harry Potter fan. I'm like, the third book ruins the entire plot of the entire series. Right. The fact that time travel exists in this universe means they could just go back in time and stop the bad guy at any time they want, but they don't. It's like that alone ruins it. If if she can't think that this could be a problem, then clearly she didn't think out all these other things and she wasn't uh, like trying to be racist about like house elves or the goblins, the bank or whatever. It's like, right. She just probably know. thought it sounded cool and just wrote it in. Yeah. That was not... That's where it started for me with with like her decline was it wasn't the transphobic stuff. It was before she started doing that. It was when she started like after the books are already published and out, she started trying to go back and change things. Or it's like, no, Hermione was black. It's like, no, she wasn't. Dumbledore was always gay. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you describe all of these characters in the books. You describe her as a ginger girl. Like a a, yeah, like, like she said her pale skin in like one of the pages, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, you can't say she's black. You've clearly described the character in this way. You can't change that. That's how this person is in the book. It's like the Dumbledore being gay thing. I don't know if it's ever, if his history is ever talked about in the books. I don't recall it. It's like, that's fine, I guess. But it's like, you can't change like the the character's like race and all of this. <laughs> like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, actually, Harry was an 8 foot 11 inch Asian man who 
hated witches. It's like, no, no. <laughs> then it, she came out with that, uh, the cursed child, I which read reads that. like gay fan fiction. Like literally it is, it doesn't like, obviously it's written like a play cause that's what it's for. Yeah. But it just doesn't even, it doesn't even have the same vibe as like the rest of the Harry Potter books. It's literally about like his kid and the kid, for, uh, like Draco Malfoy's kid. And it's like gay fan fiction. It's the weirdest shit ever. Didn't she also like, uh, come out and talk about how like the wizards like poop on the floor and use magic to clean it or something? Something. I don't remember. I know what you're talking about. It, it does sound familiar. I'm not exactly she said sure. said something like that. That was like, why are you even saying this? I don't remember. Yeah, it's just. If she had disappeared forever after she released the uh, the last book. Everything would have been so much better. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, uh, it's weird. Uh, we're, we'll, I mean, I'm going to buy the game when it comes oh, yeah, out. It my looks girlfriend's awesome. a huge fan. The game looks so awesome. Yeah, my girlfriend's a huge fan of Harry Potter. I'm sure it'll be a, a blast to play. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't give a shit if people are boycotting or, uh, or shit talking <laughs> it. It's like, if it's an enjoyable experience, I don't, I don't care. Right. I don't care. I don't care if somebody who's completely unrelated to this says something that you don't agree with. It's like, it's like I, I don't agree with what she says. It doesn't affect my purchasing decision on a video game that she's not affiliated with. <laughs> right. I don't know. Like I'm boycotting like Ubisoft games right now because of all their issues, but I'm not gonna like shame people for buying a Ubisoft game. Like everyone picks their own battles. Like, I'm not gonna force my battle on you. I, I just want video games to be good again. I just I don't want to <laughs> copy paste games all the time. I I what was it like a couple of days ago? I tried playing Far Cry Six again. And I, I lasted. It might have been ten minutes, and I was like, I'm just fucking bored. What a mistake! I'm like this is, I'm like this is just boring as shit. I'm like this is the exact same game as Far Cry New Dawn, which is the same game as Far Cry Five, which is the same as Far Cry Primal, which is the same as Far Cry four and then far cry three <laughs> it's like like these are the same copy and paste the games over and over and over again this isn't fun for me anymore exactly it's like i want, I want something new and it's just uh, it's not coming from you they're just i'll tell you that it's literally just every single thing in those games it's like all right it's just a walking sim walking and shooting simulator like go here kill these people and now walk over here and kill these people and then go here and kill these. it's like I want, I want something a little bit more interesting than that at this point, I guess. Clear out I don't know. this camp, clear out this camp, do this checklist. It's, <laughs> it's Yeah, that that's that's what I should have said. It's literally just a checklist game. It's like check off everything in the game and then you're good. Which is obviously is the most boiled down ver way to explain the game. You could do that for most games, but I, I don't know. There's that's I think that's why, and I've seen people say this too, that's why I liked Elden Ring, was it brought back exploration where you have to explore to enjoy the game like you have to explore that's the point of the game is ex exploration and discovering new things as opposed to all right welcome to the game this is where you need to go right here go and do this this is exactly what you have to do where you need to do it we're just going to literally push you along through the game instead of just letting you explore and find things for yourself and be an adventurer it's just not i don't know it's not exciting for me a lot of those games anymore not gonna lie after playing elden ring like even though i love mm -hmm. horizon uh yeah. it definitely it, i definitely do feel like 
Horizons using that outdated design where like you have your quest log, like a million side quests you're doing. Mm-hmm. I do definitely prefer like what Elden Ring's doing, like how innovative it is with like just go do whatever the the hell you want. You see yeah. it, just go do it. I mean, and I there's some people are complaining like I I have a hard time keeping track of where I need to go for a lot of these NPCs. Like they'll tell me, they'll note at the time, they'll get distracted, and then it's like, oh shit, I have no idea where to go. And then if you go back to the NPC, they won't repeat it. And a lot of people are like, all right, just keep a notebook. And I'm like, that's fine. Uh, a lot of people are saying like, why can't we have an in-game notebook where I can just put it in-game? And I was like, all right, well, sure, I guess. Uh, I think they should, if they could do what they did in like the old Elder Scrolls games, where it doesn't tell you what to do, it just recaps like what the person told you. I kind of I can get on board with that. I think, or it's it's not actually telling you what to do. It's just reminding you of what the person said. I think that's yeah, like a, a fair speech log. Like everything you've heard, you could just like pull up the menu and see what they said. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't think it was even a speech log back in the day. It was basically like like let's say the guy is like, oh, I need you to go to this location and kill this witch and then find this item the quest log like notebook would be like you know this guy told me to go to this location and sort out some trouble and it doesn't walk you through everything but it's like an easy little reminder of like okay this is what he told you and like or not it wouldn't even tell you the location be like i need to head north and find a shack in the woods like that sort of a thing and it's like okay i can i can get on board with that i guess it's you know it, it helped because it's very easy to get distracted in a lot of these games yeah. and forget what an NPC told you and then not be able to go back and have them say it again. Especially in Elden Ring, because like a lot of times with an NPCs, you uh, you talk to them, rest at the uh, like site of grace, and then they disappear and move to their next location, like story wise, and so you can't talk to them again until you find them, which is the whole point of the quest line is figuring out where you need to go, and if you don't know where to go, it's <laughs> A bit of a problem. But I don't know. I, I've had so much fun in those games. Some people, one of the complaints was there's a couple, a handful of enemies that you you can't see them. People are like, how am I supposed to know to do this? Like one of the guy, you have to hit a bush and he's like transformed into a bush and you have to hit it once and he appears. One guy's a jar, you have to hit the jar and then he appears. And people are like, how am I supposed to know that to hit that? Like there's no way to figure this out without looking it up. It's like, I mean... I did it like the guy's literally sitting there shouting at you. It's like there's, you know, the character shouting at you. There's subtitles on screen if you have them enabled, which you kind of shouldn't Elden Ring. Uh, it's like you just he's shouting at you. Just go around until you figure it out. He's this guy is the bush that doesn't fit in. He's the dark brown bush surrounded by all green plants. <laughs> it's kind of sticks out like the guy that's a jar is just he's the only jar in the area. The only jar in the area and he's making a bunch of noise like. Like, like I don't know why people have such a, an issue with having to explore in games anymore. Like, that's what's weird to me. A lot of people like, just like their hands held. I guess. But you shouldn't knock the game for that. It's like, no, it's just not your thing. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've, I've been happy to have so many different games to play, though. Yeah, because yeah, we were pretty to... barren for a while. Because <laughs> all these yeah. games got delayed. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I I was I was trying to get back into like first person shooters. Like I need something fast paced I can just hop into for like a few minutes at a time. And I was like, I just, I don't feel like doing anything competitive. So I was like, here's what I'll do. I downloaded Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. I played one game of free for all. 
And uh, I was like, all right, I'm not going to play this again uninstalled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you even found the game. I tried a couple months ago and I couldn't even find one. Yeah, it, I don't know. I was just like, whatever. I I did well. I won. But I was like, eh, I don't want to play this. I, I, I don't know. I'm at that stage. I finished Elden Ring. And now I don't know what to play. There's I have tons of games to play, but I just don't know what to do. Well, I don't I don't want to hop back into another massive like open world game. Yeah, because it's just it's too much of a time sink, and I need to just give myself a break. Well, uh, I don't know if you play Fortnite, but they just announced they're doing. I like, do not like Fortnite. They're doing a no building I'm, mode for an extended period of time, so I might jump into that. We'll see. I probably won't play that. I can appreciate that. The building aspect is one of the main issues. It. I'm just not a Fortnite guy. I'm not going to sit here and shit talk it. It's obviously a huge successful game for a reason. Yeah. People really enjoy it. It just wasn't my thing. I just like the skins, to be honest. Hmm. That's like my least favorite part of games. It's like, like I, I'm not against customization. I don't like, uh, like, I feel like the whole point of Fortnite is the customization and the battle royale is just the, the setting for the skin customization game. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite part about Fortnite is that the game came out as a, a co-op PVE game against zombies where you have to build and rescue people and create like safe safe zones against zombies. And nobody remembers that that exists. I think they shut that down, didn't they? I have no idea. I have no idea. I just, all I know is the Battle Royale came out. I didn't like it. I was like, all right, I'll play the PVE mode again sometime. I've never heard about it since. <laughs> no idea. I'm pretty sure they said they're stopping support for it, like never coming out of content again. <laughs> I like that their side game has just <laughs> caused them to just remove the main game from it. I guess they have. They kind of rebranded as Fortnite Battle Royale, haven't they? Pretty much. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of. I, I got so burnt out on Battle Royales because they had a uh, PUBG came out, which got massive. Fortnite literally just completely copied that at the time. It's obviously changed a bit since then. Uh, and uh, then you had like Blackout was Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Yeah. Then you had Warzone. You had uh, what else? Something else there came was out. There's a Battlefield oh, Apex. that had theirs. Yeah, what was that? Fire? I don't even remember. I've never even touched it. We played like one or two games of it and we're like, it was super slow paced. Because it, it was just, you know, it's a battlefield map, but there wasn't enough players and vehicles were completely overpowered. Firestorm, I think is what it was called. Yeah, I just feel like uh, Battlefield's gameplay doesn't work with a BR. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, we didn't care for it. Um, I don't know. There's something else. I feel like there's other stuff that came out that were Battle Royale too, but I don't know. Uh, what was it? Ultimate Battlegrounds? Is that what it was called? I don't even it's know the that is. it's the it's goofy as shit. Ah, uh, forget what it was called. Uh, Ultimate Battlegrounds Simulator, maybe. I know there was a spe- I think it was called Spell Force, where you're like using magic instead of guns. Totally accurate battlegrounds. That's what it is. It's uh, it's goofy as shit. Like you're. You, you, it's it's just like a parody essentially of uh of uh, battle royale games it's a battle royale but you literally instead of like parachuting in you just 
skydive in and slam into the ground. There's like plumes of smoke that go up because you just smash headfirst into the ground. Everything is just all wonky as shit, but it's it's super fun because it's because it's goofy. I don't know. That's a fun game. I yeah, don't take it, it seriously though. <laughs> yeah, I think it's PC only right now. But yeah, it's a ton of fun. It's just a nice little laid back one. I haven't played that in ages though. But yeah, there were just so many battle royales at the same time. I just got burnt out on them, and then uh, I don't know. I haven't had any good like first person shooters to play. It's like Battlefield, garbage. 24-2 is garbage. I could go back. We played Battlefield 5 a bit. We actually got back into that a little bit. Right before 2042 came out and then after because it was so bad. Yeah. And I started enjoying that again, but I want a modern war one as opposed to the Battlefield World 4 is still pretty populated. I I try yeah, I tried playing a game of that and it, it I don't know, something about it wasn't I wasn't feeling it at the time. I might have to go back and revisit it. Um yeah there's that like call of duty i just i cannot get into any of the new ones i just they're not i don't know i don't think they're good (laughs) they're not i hope xbox turns them around i'm hoping so i don't know like the last good call of duty i played was probably like battle uh black ops 2 maybe modern warfare 3 black ops 2 somewhere in there i didn't i the set, once they introduced Specialist, I, I started disliking it. Black Ops 2 is where I fell off, to be honest. I know a lot of people love Black Ops 2. That's where I fell off of it. That was the last like good one that I enjoyed. I didn't really care for any other ones. Modern Warfare 3, I've said this down how many times on the show and streaming-wise. Modern Warfare 3 is by far my favorite, and I played it the most, and I was the best at that one. And uh, like it was, that was where I peaked. Like I got to the very top. Of, like I was, I was the top of my game. It's where I was, you know, I all of my skills went into that, and it was the last, uh, like old school Call of Duty for me, right? Where it's like boots on the ground. It's all about gun skill. Then they started introducing like, uh, you know, they got rid of like dedicated, uh, uh, dedicated servers and stuff, and it was all like, all right, we're gonna start making it more balanced. They started making it like more random where it's like, all right, vehicles are just going to start exploding all the time after they get shot for a little bit. They'll just sit there and slowly accumulate damage as they burn and then explode at random. And just like the spawns were all fucked up. Like they got rid of the maps started getting more randomized as opposed to that traditional like three lanes. And it, it made it so you couldn't work as a team and just pub stomp. And I didn't like that. I don't like the uh, skill based matchmaking has ruined that game. I think. Cause it's like if you play with one good player, everyone else on the team is gonna have a bad time, and that's that's terrible. Like you're making like why would anyone want to play this game? Nobody. First of all, nobody likes to play Call of Duty on their own with randoms. That's not fun. <laughs> and if you make it so they can't play with their friends, why would anyone play your game? Like it just it doesn't work that way. It's not a good strategy. It's like if one good player is enough to ruin it for everybody else, it's not. Nobody else is having fun. But yeah, I, I don't know. Modern Warfare 3 was so much fun because we would just pub stomp all the time. And then, like I said, they started introducing like skill-based matchmaking and then they had like advanced warfare where everyone's like flying around in the sky. I'm like, this is fucking dumb. Yeah. Specialists I didn't care for. I hated the futuristic uh, Call of Duties. That's right around the time when they started realizing, oh, microtransactions. Let's implement them as much as possible. It's like Black, I think Black Ops 2 is the last one that didn't have a ton of microtransactions. They had like the packs that were like two dollars, and you get a camouflage for every gun. You get the reticle for every like red dot sight, 
you get the uh, calling card, uh, the emblem. That might have been it. But, like, you could apply it to everything. And it was, like, maybe $5. Now that I'm thinking about it. But it was fine. Like, you had the bacon one. I get, like, a dollar sign ones. Like, I think they had, like, a the pot leaf one maybe or something. I don't remember all of them. But it was whatever. I was like, cool. They had, like, six or seven of them maybe for that game. I was like, cool. You drop, like, 30 bucks and you get all of these. Whatever. Nowadays, it's like, I forget what we're up to for Warzone. For all the custom, it's like legitimately like fifty thousand dollars you have to spend to get every customization it, item. It's insane because you you have to you buy a like a a weapon skin. It's like all right, it only applies to this weapon. It's like really, so <laughs> I have to spend like like four hundred dollars to get a plain white camo for every gun. It's it's just beyond stupid. Like they just they're just rip twenty dollars for a a customization pack is absurd to begin with. But then for it to only apply for one gun is beyond stupid. But people pay it apparently because they made billions of dollars off of it. Yeah, I don't know why people buy that stuff because <laughs> none of those is like cosmetics are even worth it, in my opinion. No, no, we bought a we bought a cup of them. We thought it'd be funny at one point. We ran the Alex Zedra skin where she's like a kawaii cat, so we all dropped in as as that, <laughs> and uh, that might have been it. I think we got the Halloween themed ones too because they were kind of funny playing as like Jigsaw and I don't think I have that one even. I know we got something related to like the Halloween themed ones. I didn't even know they had those. They definitely had a Jigsaw one from the Saw movies. I forget what else they had. They had some other like Halloween like horror themed ones. I don't remember what they were though. Hmm. Again, I haven't played that game in, in years. Uh, Warzone. Mainly because it's broken. It's just unbalanced and stupid. It's like, oh, new gun, it's overpowered. Everyone has to, you if you don't buy the new gun, everyone's gonna kill you with it. So everyone runs the same gun, and then they wait until they have a new like DLC pack coming out. Then they nerf that gun, then bring out a new overpowered gun. That way everyone has to buy the new overpowered gun if they want to keep playing the game and doing well. And that they just rinse and repeat. So, yeah. I don't know. What uh what games are coming out that you're looking forward to? Uh, so it's kind of weird because they don't have release dates yet, but apparently the new God of War is supposed to come out this year. That is yeah. probably my, my most know. anticipated. Um, maybe Gotham Knights, but I don't know for sure yet. I don't know. Hmm. I just got to find out like when these release dates are for these games and maybe I'll I went for decide. This, this Friday, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands comes out. I'm super excited for that. I've never Stuff. really been heavy into Borderlands. Like, I played two. That's probably the only one I ever finished. I've, uh, I they, I think they've gone kind of downhill too. If I'm being honest, the first one was good. It was, it was good game, but it was kind of clunky. Like my girlfriend, and I went back and tried playing it. Yeah, that we played the uh, like remaster version, and it's super. It's pretty slow pace. It's pretty clunky, and it just it doesn't play super well. At the time, it was a ton of fun. But like going back and playing it as compared to like the more modern ones, it's like, oh, this is not great. Yeah. Like this this set the stage for what they were gonna do, but this doesn't play super great. Borderlands 2 is fantastic. It it literally improves in every way upon the first one. And then three or they had Borderlands the pre-sequel come out, which was just kind of meh. You know, just like, all right, this doesn't this didn't really have to happen. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make any improvements. It's actually kind of a setback in some areas. It just wasn't the storyline wasn't as interesting, but it's it's worthwhile I guess. And then three came out and three was actually okay, but 
but it had a lot of issues. Uh, I know my, my friend and I played through it. We didn't stream it or anything, but we were, we were playing through it and it, there was just, it wasn't challenging at all. Like we did like the side quests and stuff and we got to the final boss of the game. We beat it. And then two things happened. One, we didn't realize it was the last boss because we're like, oh, surely there's going to be another phase or something because that was too... We killed her in like, <laughs> not even exaggerating, like 20 seconds maybe. And we're like, okay, let's see what happens. And then there's a cutscene, and one of the characters has like this weird like monkey sort of follower and that holds a gun. It, it holds like a shotgun. And uh, the monkey didn't spawn in, but its weapon did. So you just see the shotgun floating around in the background. <laughs> I <laughs> just patrolling in the background, which is kind of funny. We're like, all right, that's broken. So the like, cutscenes were messed up a lot. This is Borderlands like, Three you're talking about, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and but like we beat the final boss. We're like, this is just so anticlimactic. Like, there's just no difficulty to this. And then they have uh, I forget what they were called. They're like legendary dungeons, essentially, uh, like trials or something. And uh, we did that and. You can if you by playing through like one or two of those at like a lower level, you basically get unlimited money and you just level up incredibly quickly. So it's like, okay, we maxed our level out. We have more money than we can ever possibly spend. And we're just overpowered as shit. And so like we we did that main story all in like all the side quests. And then we did like these legacy dungeons or whatever. And it's like, all right. That was kind of it. It was just like, I don't feel like going to New Game Plus because I can't level up anymore. I'm already at like max level. Like my guns aren't gonna get any better, really. So it's just I don't know. It's kind of disappointing. They just over level you too much. That it's it's too easy, which is kind of weird to say. Yeah, that I don't know. Borderlands always needed that. Like, there's always like this fine line where like you want to be OP, but then you don't want it mm-hmm. to be too easy. In Borderlands 2, they had some like hidden bosses, which I don't remember. They had the giant worm boss, which I whose which name I forget. And it was very difficult if you weren't like super high level. But that was what made it fun. It's like, all right, we're gonna we're uh, we're gonna team up and we're gonna take this down. And then you eventually would beat it. It'd be a struggle, but you do it and you're like, cool, I feel like I've accomplished something. Yeah. Borderlands three, it was like, this has to be a joke, right? Like it can't be this easy. Like, that'd be stupid. And it is. It's like, oh, well, that was dumb. That's just, that's the game. Like, it literally, I don't know. The story <laughs> wasn't that great. I feel like they killed off some characters just for the sake of doing it because they didn't know what to do with all of them. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. And then, like, for us, at least, being so overpowered, it just ruined the game almost. We're like, this is too easy. We're just almost one-shotting every enemy, it feels like. And the final boss is just such a letdown. We're like, oh. This is, this is kind of a bummer. Who's even the added, the villain in Borderlands 3? Because I know Handsome Jack is dead, right? Yeah, they're, it's like these siblings. Uh, it's like this male and female twins. And uh, they're like, they, they act like they're like uh, live streamers. Oh. Like you'll be walking around doing like the main quest and like they'll pop up on the screen like, hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And like, do like that's how they're like commentating the game like that, essentially. Mm. And like they just they're not as in, they're not super interesting. Like Handsome Jack was funny and interesting. They are neither. They just kind of exist. Like, yeah. hey, we're bad guys just for the sake of being bad. We're just power hungry bad guys. Whereas Handsome Jack had a reason why he wanted to be like powerful and have like all this stuff. Like he had a backstory that was established at least, and it made sense. And then these characters are just like 
there just to be bad. It's kind of dumb. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just it just kind of wasn't as great. So uh, my girlfriend and I played a uh, uh, a tiny uh, Tina's Assault and Dragon Keep, yeah. which is like a standalone DLC, which is actually uh, what uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is based on. So that's why we're uh, we're kind of hyped for that. So I'm hoping it's gonna be a fun game. <clears throat> Are you uh, excited for the Borderlands movie? I don't know if you've been keeping up with the cast for that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, so you're either gonna love it or hate it based off what I tell you here. But uh, okay, Jack Black is playing Claptrap. Um, Interesting. Kevin Hart is playing as a I think his name's Roland, the black character. Bobby Lee is in it. Jesus Christ, is Larry? The the cast is actually pretty stacked, but I feel like it's kind of weird though. <laughs> it, I feel like this is gonna be a mess. Yeah, I don't know. I feel, how, I I feel know like how it, I feel about Jack Black as Claptrap, to be honest. I feel like it's they're gonna it's gonna either be like exactly like the game in terms of like this like humor and everything like that, and it's gonna be just weird and off putting, or it's going to be nothing like the games and things like that. And people are going to, it's going to be bad because of it. It's like, all right, well, whatever. I feel like Borderlands is like humor only works as a game. Like, I don't know how they'll translate that into a movie. That's what I'm wondering. Like, I'm wondering how it's going to work. I don't know. We'll see. I had no idea this was a thing. Uh, They've been, it's been in development for like, I want to say like two, three years now. They've been working on this. I feel like I saw something about Jack ba- Jack Black being Claptrap, but I thought it was another one of those things where it's like, who would you have played this character like that sort of thing? Like I remember they did that all the time for like The Rock. The Rock should play um, like one of the characters in the Gears of War movie, or like that. Like Dave Bautista should be in the Gears of War movie. He'd be perfect, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, it probably would be. Uh, but like that wasn't a movie that was actually happening. I think that's what I thought when uh, I saw yeah. Jack Black as Cap as Claptrap. I was like, oh, people are casting people who could be in a uh, <laughs> Borderlands movie. It's official though. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Saw the Halo live action show apparently <sighs> came out on Paramount Plus. No, I'm not gonna watch it. I I read one review on it, and they gave like an eight out of ten. It apparently has nothing to do with the the games. Well, like it's just a completely the, different thing. Did you see what they said about it? They said they didn't even look at the games when making the show. Like they interesting. They didn't even acknowledge the games existed when writing like the script. Yeah, it it it's not canon at all. Like it's it has nothing to do with the games it's at like all. A I, they did that on purpose. I know like they did that on purpose because they didn't want to have to fit it into the canon and try and make everything make sense. Like we're, it's just gonna be its own thing. Yeah, which I can kind of appreciate. At the same time, I was like, all right, hopefully they at least know what they're doing. No, I don't know. I might watch an episode or something just to see what it's like, but I can't see my, I don't know. I just, I, I can never get into movies or TV shows that are based on video games. Like it just, it's always weird. Yeah. When they announced that they, that Master Chief is going to take off the helmet, that's when I was like, yeah, I'm not touching this. <laughs> yeah. Like they did like uh they did the Prince of Persia movie, which I didn't watch, but apparently, well, first of all, they did Jake Gyllenhaal as a Persian guy for some reason. <laughs> I watched that was, actually. Did you? I've never seen it, but I was like, that's a weird casting. It's a really forgettable they did, movie. They did that. Uh, they just did an Uncharted movie. It was actually which, pretty decent. 
Was it? I, I heard nothing about it after it released. I have no idea if it's doing well, like if people, people like it. People didn't give it a fair rap. I feel like like no one really gave it a chance just because they expected mm. it to be bad. But it's a it's a typical like adventure movie. Like it's not bad, mm. but it's not offensive. Yeah. Yeah, obviously you have the this is really old school, like the old Mario movie, which they're doing a new, I guess Chris Pratt's uh, Mario animated movie. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm trying to think of other like video game related uh, Sonic's movies. Sonic's pretty decent. I heard that. I heard people like Sonic. You can is... actually tell they like the the property. Like they care about the property. Uh, they did. You can tell because they went back and redid how Sonic looked. They actually took fan feedback into consideration and redid his his art style exactly. to be more fitting to the character, which is good because it looked horrific at first. It, it, <laughs> it was, was terrifying. Really bad. The new design's so much better. Jim Carrey is yeah. like a perfect Eggman. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like a lot of video game movies would be weird. I that being said, I want to see him do a live action like Dead Space. That'd be cool if they did it right. I mean, I love the Dead Space games. If they get a proper director, I wouldn't be opposed to like a Dead Space yeah. movie or something. That's oh no, I was thinking Resident Evil. Those movies were oh, oh those are messy, horrible. Those are horrible. Yeah, they just did a remake too, where it was like a combination of the first and second games. Yeah, I heard it was pretty bad yeah yeah it's i don't know i just feel like i feel like they don't know what to do when they make video game movies like they can't decide like should we stick it so it still feels like the games or make it like a like for more for like a larger movie going audience and they get stuck in that in between space and like my thought is like always like yeah just make a good movie like if it's not like the games it's fine as long as it's an entertaining good movie it doesn't matter i feel like they instead of just adapting it one for one, like just mm-hmm. like have it set in the universe, but like do your own characters and story instead of trying True. to adapt yeah. the storyline. That's the problem. Like video games can't adapt directly to movies. It's like you're playing a game. Like even the quickest games are going to take like four or five hours. You can't just adapt that to a movie. Right. Like it's just, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. But you said too, like that's, that's what a lot of them could do. It's like, yeah, it's set in the same universe. It doesn't have to be with these characters. But I think that's how they try and sell a lot of these. Like, you could do, I don't know how many different Halo movies and TV shows set in the universe with different characters. But it's like the selling point is Master Chief and Cortana. Right. Like, they could have even had a a Spartan Locke show because he's based on the actual actor, the guy who yeah. played uh, Luke Cage. Yeah. Um. Shit, what is his... Uh... I can't think of his it's name. It's like Mike Coulter or Colton or something like Mike that. Mike Coulter. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Mike Coulter. Yeah. It, yeah, absolutely right. They could do, they have so many books they could go off of for the Halo TV shows and movies. They could have done like the whole, like, uh, like the back, like the, like Onyx, the, the planet where the Spartans were trained, like in Reach and everything like that, too. Yeah. Obviously, they did the game reach, but like the background for the Spartans and stuff like that, it's like, that's ripe for like TV series. Like, that'd be great. You don't have to even have the Master Chief in a lot of them, or you could just have the Master Chief's background. Like, you never get to play through any of those in the games. It'd be perfect. But or if you're going to have Master Chief, don't make him take off the helmet. <laughs> it's that yeah. simple. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's what gives him his character more than anything. It's like he's slowly be- gotten more and more personality throughout the games. And it's like, all right, we're going to tease his face from time to time. But it's like that mystery and people are interested in that. Exactly. And then my assumption is in the show, it's like, 
This is Master Chief. He's very mysterious. <clears throat> Sorry, you couldn't hear me with my helmet on. Let me take that off real quick and just <laughs> I smack my microphone. It's like it takes all the, the personality out of him. I just know, I don't know. the I'm a- entire final fight scene of that show, he's not going to wear his helmet at all. Oh, no, no, no. It's like the Mandalorian. Where it's like, well, we can't have... The whole selling point of Mandalorians is they never take their helmets off. But we're going to have him take his helmet off. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, this movie called Judge Dredd, but... Uh, yeah, uh, which one? Uh, the which remake, one? the remake. The remake, okay. I know a guy that worked on that one. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like like they pulled that off. Like he never. I don't think he ever took the helmet off, but like... I don't think so. I never minded. It was, I feel like that's how Master Chief should be handled is like, just keep it like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times too, not all the time, but I feel like in a number of these cases, uh, actors are like, no, I'm not going to be in this movie unless you let me take my helmet yeah, off. It's written into the contract a lot of the times. That's what, uh, do you know, uh, Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat with yeah. Tom Cruise, that movie, yeah. that was part of his contract. At the very, the first time he goes into combat, he has that mask, that helmet on, right? And it like falls off almost immediately upon touching down on the beach. Yeah. That like he, that was his negotiation was like I can't have a ma- like a helmet or a mask on throughout this film. That's why it breaks almost immediately, and then he just doesn't wear the helmet the rest of the time he's fighting throughout that movie because he wants his face visible the whole time. Yeah, that's what I hated about. That's the as much as I love these new Spider-Man movies, I always hated that he's never he's always taking his mask off. I I so I'm not a superhero fan. Like I'm not into the the Marvel movies that much. But all, almost all of the promotional pictures and stuff I've seen from the Spider-Man No Way Home, it's him like crouched down with his mask completely off, like not even damaged, just off. It's like, what? But he's a superhero. He's supposed to have his mask on. That's the whole point. Yeah, well, I'll just say I, I don't know if you've seen it, but it makes sense in No Way Home. I know what happens. But like yeah, everything before that, like I hated that he would like, hey, I'm Peter Parker, or like take his mask off. Like no, like that's like a yeah. huge part of his character is like. He doesn't want anyone to know who he is. Yeah. I know. I think uh, in the Tobey Maguire ones, I don't remember which one it is of his, but I know there's one where like he's get, he like gets all beat up. It's whatever one that the crowd is like carrying him, like careful. He's a hero. Like the meme. Yeah, Spider-Man two. Is it two. Okay. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, cover his face, cover it. Like they see his face and they cover it back up for him. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, good. Yeah. They know his superhero. But then like you get the newer ones like, nah, take the mask off. We got to see the actor's face. Everyone has to know who that. It's like, it's a fuck. It's a superhero. Like you're not supposed to see their face. Exactly. I don't know. But yeah, no, I, I've never gotten super into the Marvel movies. I feel like those are also like super copy and paste a lot of the times. And uh, I'm not going to rehash that. I've talked about it, I don't know how many times on the show here. <laughs> but I feel like they all have the same formula. I'm just the ones a I've huge got, comic I got, fan, so I pretty much just watch everything. I've never been like super into comics either. It's just not my, it's not my thing. I'm not going to sit here and shit talk them, but it's just, I don't know. It wasn't for me. So, so the ones I got into were, uh, I I don't watch a ton of movies. Like we watch some, my girlfriend and I, but like, we just don't have time to watch a lot of stuff. Um, we watched Thor Ragnarok. I actually thoroughly enjoyed that. I like Taika Waititi as a director. So maybe that's why I liked it more. And he's directing the next Thor movie. So I actually am going to watch that one. Like the Iron Man movies, I never got into those. I've I've seen all of the Iron Man ones. I just didn't. The first one was okay. I just thought they went downhill pretty quickly after that. Captain America. I watched Civil War, which basically was an Avengers movie. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I'm trying to think about. We so watched you, Black you, Panther. You've never watched uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier because I feel like that's still the best MCU movie. I've heard. I've heard that was that's one of the best ones. Yeah, I've not seen that though. It doesn't feel like a superhero movie. It feels more like a spy thriller, and that's what I love about it. I might. I might check it out at some point. Just then. like uh, the new Batman, it doesn't feel like any other Batman movie. It's it like feels, a detective movie. Yeah, it feels just like a detective I'm, movie. I'm getting. I want to watch that. We're not going to the theater to see it. We're gonna watch it on HBO Max. It's coming um, to HBO Max pretty soon. The 19th, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're still hesitant about going to the theater. We have to be careful with uh, our families. Yeah. With uh, especially with everything that's happened, we've, we're still being extra careful about COVID. Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely want to see that. Um, I'm trying to think about what other Marvel movies we saw. We saw Doctor Strange, and I was just like, "Hey," I didn't hate it, but I was like, "This is just kind of odd." Um. Yeah, Black Panther, I, I thought was okay. I don't know. People went crazy for that. Yeah, I agree. I was it's like, really oh. overrated. I was like, I'm, I'm not saying it was a bad movie, but I was just like, uh, they acted like it was this revolutionary story and everything. I was like, it was okay. I think people were just a- scared to criticize it just because you know how people would take it if they did criticize it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember South Park did an episode on that too. We're like, you guys saw and loved Black Panther, right? Everyone <laughs> loves Black Panther. And this, yeah, saw, this is I, coming from a black, like I'm black. So yeah. I, I'll, I'll yeah, be it's just, real. It's very, medi- I think it's very mediocre. It was, yeah, like I said, I mean, it was okay, but I was just like, I wasn't blown away by it. We went into it. We watched it like a while after it had already been out. Uh, and uh, I was like, all right, apparently this is a really good movie. We watched it and I was just like, all right, it's all right. <laughs> I mean, I understand I the hype that Killmonger got because I feel like he was a really good character, but everything else was just like sure. very mid for me. Yeah. Um, I've seen a, a good portion of the, the Marvel movies, honestly. Um, I don't know. The newer ones, like the newer uh, like TV shows and stuff, I haven't watched any of those. WandaVision, uh, the first number of episodes, I was like, there's nothing happening here. And apparently that got better, but I was just like, eh. Yeah, I don't think, I don't these, uh, I don't think these shows would change your mind about them at all. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I know I sit here and I, sh- I, I do complain about like Marvel movies a lot and how I don't like them. I feel like I've given them my, my, a fair chance. I've seen probably 15 or 20 of the movies. Like I've seen enough where I feel like I can form a fairly educated opinion on how I feel about them. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. If you've given I, it a fair I, chance, you just don't like it. <laughs> outside of the first and second Captain America movies, I don't know which ones I haven't seen. I've seen basically all of them. I saw all the Avengers movies. I don't know. I would just tell you give Winter Soldier a try. That, Fair I enough. I, I, I have heard that's a, a good one of the good, really good ones. So, And I, I hated well. Captain America before that movie. That movie made me like Captain America. Hmm. Fair enough. Have you seen the Justice League? Are you into like all the DC movies? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Uh, don't get me started on DC, man. What about the Snyder Cut? Have you no. seen the Snyder The four hour and two minute long Snyder Cut. People overrate that so much. Like it's a lot better than the original release, but I think I've said on here before, Zack Snyder's not a great director. No. He, he just he's full of himself. He he's great like, at like visuals and like cool fight scenes, but keep him away from the writing. I guess. I, I just like he is so overblown. Like I don't know why people think he's this amazing director. What movies has he done that have been great? He did three hundred, which was semi revolutionary at the time. But even then, 300 was not a great movie. There was so much unnecessary slow motion in that movie. The It's just, I don't know, 300 is an okay movie. It was not amazing like people seem to think it is. What else has he done that's been amazing? Like nothing. 
Didn't I don't, do, I don't uh, know. Dawn of the, I've never watched it, but I heard a lot of people like Dawn of the Dead, and I think he did that. He might have done done Dawn of the Dead. I don't know. All I know is that people are going crazy for the Snyder cut of Justice League. Like, yeah. Zack Snyder's a visionary. How can you put him down? I'm like, where, where, where are you guys getting that? He's this amazing visionary director. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying he's a bad director, but it's like, why is there all this hype? Like for a, a four-hour-long comic book movie. Like, uh, <laughs> I rated the original release like maybe like a, a four out of ten. I would have gave the Snyder cut like maybe like a six point five out of ten. Like, it's not mm-hmm. that much better. I yeah, I I, I don't know. It's just it, I, I don't know. I just don't understand the hype around him for for no apparent reason. I don't either. He's ruined every DC character he's touched. <laughs> uh art he did army of the dead which was okay that's what i was i was thinking of Never which is the zombies it. in las vegas that was an okay movie wasn't bad wasn't great but it was okay i enjoyed that but uh you yeah, like the dc movies like they're not doing super well it's because they don't know what they're doing yeah he did Watchmen, which was a huge letdown uh my, my dad and i went to see Watchmen, and it was just like this is a bore fest the only good thing about that movie was Rorschach was like really cool. I feel like he was cool. Yeah, just the mo- it just the movie around him wasn't fantastic. Yeah, Rorschach was the only thing I like about that movie. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I don't know. I just don't understand like the hype around him. Why they wanted the, the Snyder cut so much? Yeah, literally but all I he does watch- is cool action. That's it. Yeah, I refused to watch Justice League. His the, the Snyder cut. I was like, I just don't have four hours of free time. You don't need to sit here to. and watch this movie. <laughs> and then they released the black and white version. I was like, it's he is just so pretentious. He's stroking himself so much over this. Well, like when you start uh, the Snyder cut, it, yeah. it'll like the very opening like screen. It says this movie is four by three ratio to fully support Zack Snyder's vision. And like, bro, oh my God. who cares? It's a ratio. He is stroking his own ego. It doesn't so even much, add like, anything to the movie. Like just yeah. keep it 16 by nine or whatever. This is, I hate to break it to him. Justice League is not an artsy film. It's <laughs> like, not. It's like, uh, I, I don't know. He, he just seems kind of full of himself at times. But I don't know. If people enjoy it, that's fine. It's whatever. Just not not my thing. That being said, the Suicide Squad, sec, the second one was good. I really like that. But he wasn't involved. <laughs> yeah, that was James Gunn. Yeah, and he immediately killed off most of the characters. Anyone related to the first one, he got rid of, except for Harley Quinn and uh, I forget the like the soldier guy. I forget his name. Uh, Rick Flag. Rick Flag. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they were in it for most of it. But, yeah, yeah. That I was like I enjoyed that, that movie a lot. Too. Yeah, yeah. This does so much better. But I do think you'll like the know. new Batman, though. I'm hoping so. I I liked the Christopher Nolan Batman. I've I've seen all of, a lot of those old ones too. Yeah, uh, Christopher Nolan ones in particular because those are the ones people seem to go back to, where it's like these are great Batman movies. First one was good. The Dark Knight was was really good. Dark Knight Rises was kind of a slump. I, I like that one was just odd. like it doesn't make sense. Like all right, you have all these guys with guns and tanks, and all these police officers with batons, and they're gonna have a fist fight in the middle of the day. It's like what? what? <laughs> why would the guys with the guns and the tanks not shoot at him with this and they do it first you see a couple of the officers get gunned down and then it turns into a fist fight it's like what is happening like, what? 
this is not this is not how Batman operates. I do wonder what happened there because the Dark Knight, I still consider it a top five like comic book movie. That's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Heath Ledger definitely saves. He's the one that makes that movie yeah, as good as it is. I agree for sure. But it's a great movie. Yeah. But in the third one, it's like Batman sucks in that movie. He doesn't do anything. He his contributions are he immediately gets his ass kicked by Bane and his back broken. He he's rehabilitating while everything goes down in Gotham. He shows back up and gets his ass kicked by Bane again, and Catwoman saves him. <laughs> and then he's unable to deactivate the bomb, so he flies it off into the distance and ejects at the last minute. It's like it's like his contribution is being a billionaire and being able to afford a plane that can fly the bomb out of the city. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I definitely think like I don't I don't know. I feel like Heath Ledger dying like derailed his plans or something for the third movie because it definitely feels a lot different he was supposed to be in the third movie where uh uh killian murphy who plays scarecrow in the first one and he shows up very briefly in the second one uh in the third one he plays like a judge that's like sending seeing people to like exile out in the frozen out in the ice in the river and stuff that was supposed to be heath ledger as the joker instead of killian murphy i don't know if i like that it actually seems kind of odd thinking back at it. It's like, why would the Joker be a judge? Like that's, he's, he doesn't seem like the type for like law and order, I, so to speak. I can't see Joker like not wanting to be in the spotlight, like that version of Joker. Yeah, I don't know, it just it seems having Killian Murphy do it like uh, seems made some more sense. And now that I've seen it, but I don't know. I don't think the Joker was supposed to be in it that much, if if at all, hardly. But I don't know. It, yeah, I don't know. He. Heath Ledger's passing, I feel like, brought more attention to the Dark Knight and made it more, uh, not memorable, but it it brought it into the spotlight more than it otherwise would have been. But he definitely does. He kills it as the Joker, for sure. Yeah. I, I hate how people are, like, retroactively trying to say, like, it was never that good, like, his performance. But hmm. I, I don't know. I hate when, like, new comic book movies come out and then people try to go back to the old ones and say it was never good just to uplift the new ones yeah i mean jared leto is by far the best joker actor i'm sure most people would agree (laughs) (laughs) oh man wasn't he in the justice league like the zack snyder version he was in like the epilogue where he talks about giving batman a reach around interesting (laughs) he has like three minutes of screen time and it's the worst part of the movie by far (laughs) <laughs> it's weird like he i don't know what the deal is with jared leto in particular he seems like a real piece of shit as a person like he he does character acting in the worst possible ways like i know for suicide squad he was leaving like used condoms and like rats in people's like trailers and stuff it's like yeah. it's like this is this is not how you get people to like you and act in character. And that's not even like a thing Joker would do. <laughs> I feel like so it's just it bizarre. Weird. Like it's just him being a dick. I just, I don't know. He's, he seems like another guy that's kind of up his own ass, but whatever. I don't know. Anyway, we're at an hour and 45 minutes about here when, uh, about 45 minutes longer than I expected. Uh, <laughs> do you have anything else you wanted to add before we wrap it up here? Nah, I think we covered a lot of like, good topics <laughs> yeah awesome well uh, where uh where can people go to check out your stuff oh yeah hit me up on pretty much all my socials are the same it's gonna be deshaun apollo it's pretty much like my name across everything 
Awesome. Awesome. I had a great time. I appreciate you coming back on. Sorry, it didn't work out last week. I'm glad we were able to get you back on this week, though. Got yeah. it all worked out. Get you back on the show. For sure. It's, it's always an since... enjoyable time on here. Yeah, I always enjoy chatting. Uh, it's been since episode 96 was the last episode we had you on. I looked it up. So it's uh, it's been, what, well, roughly 20 episodes? Jeez, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's been about five months. <laughs> A little bit longer than I, expect, I, I oh, remembered it being. It but... doesn't even feel like that long. Yeah, it's it's weird for me. Like, we have guests back. We've had a, a decent number of guests return, and it, it's always like, oh, we, I remember, yeah, we had you on not terribly long ago. It's like we're recording, like let's say episode 110. It's like, yeah, you had you on like a couple months ago. It's like, when were you on episode 35? Oh, <laughs> oh, it's been like a year. It's been almost two years. <laughs> it, it's it. It runs together at a certain point, especially with the way we record. Because like there are sometimes we're like we'll record like uh, last month into this the beginning of this month we recorded I don't know like a month and a half almost two months worth of podcasts over the span of a week. So it's like we'll go in streaks where it's like oh we recorded months ago, but they're just now coming out, and it's like so for me it's like all right everything just runs together because it's all at the same time. I'm playing catch up like with where we're at content wise, trying to figure out like, all right, where, what do we talk about? <laughs> I don't even remember. So awesome. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate you coming on sort of short notice here. I think I'd message you this morning. Like, Hey, we got an opening. <laughs> I'm glad it worked <laughs> so out. I, I, yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Sorry, Kyle. Kyle couldn't be here. Hopefully everything goes well with, uh, with what he's got going on and uh, appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah. And uh, everyone feel free to, Check out uh, I Do My Own Research. That's the name of our, our new podcast we're launching hopefully soon. I Do My Own Research. covers current events, social issues, all sorts of current topics going on in the U.S. And obviously like Ukraine, we might do an episode on that. But it's mainly focused on uh, U.S. related stuff, politics a little bit. We'll see where we go. But uh, yeah, Check, get, uh, get ready for that. I'm going to I have everything ready on the website for it, but I haven't pushed it live until we have episodes Otherwise, it's just going to be like a blank page, essentially. Check that out. Check out all of our uh, our links, digestproductions.live. All of our links are on there. You can check out our merch. I've been getting a lot of compliments on my metal tumbler that I, I take to work. I don't know why. I've had that for like two years now, and all of a sudden, people are complimenting it. So that's cool. Uh, but yeah, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate everyone for listening. It's been episode 115. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Peace.